All right. Hello, everybody. And I'd like to welcome you guys to episode number four of Anthro for the Homies. Today, I have a very, very, very special guest. Um, it's actually somebody that I wanted to have on the podcast anyways, because I've seen her journey and just everything that um, she's shared, you know, through her social media and me being her, her, her friend, which I'm honored to be her friend, by the way. Um, but as soon as I heard and saw that you know, my friend Nat was doing this program, I was entirely, entirely blown away. So I wanted to bring Nat on the podcast so that we could uh, chat a little bit, um, catch up, chat a little bit, and then she could explain to us a little bit more about um, her program. So go ahead, introduce yourself to everybody, Nat. Hi, my name is Natalie Garnica. Thank you, David, for having me. Um, yeah, so to just give a little bit of a backstory of who I am, um, I'm born and raised in LA. And recently I've been, I created a company called Love Rev, which focuses on empowering women through spirituality and also getting clear on their messaging and their soul gifts. And as part of that, I really connected back with my own soul gifts, which were being one of them being Mexican, right? So as I started creating this new program, which I call Mastering Your Soul, SLL power, which, in other words, mastering your sun power, right? Um, it really just resonated with me being a Chicana um, and really understanding more of what is this sun power, right? What is this light and energy that we have inside? And so I see that every single one of us is pretty much our own ball of sun, right? We are balls of energy. We have the power to magnetize whatever it is that we want in our lives. And we also have the power to create life. And so um, I've been really just sharing what it means to master your soul power with my women. And I'm inviting more women to, to join and embark on this spiritual journey that really just brings us back home to everything that makes us who we are. That's what I'm doing right now. Wow, that's so incredible, and that that's 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 really incredible. And um, I have so many questions about like how you developed the program and how you came up with it and who you're inspired by. Like, I, I, there's just a million questions that come to my mind. But I want to backtrack just a little tad and. Um, let people know that me and Nat have been friends for a really long time. Um, I used to lifeguard for LA City, and Nat would come in there as a swimmer on the Bravo swim team. And the high school <laughs> would come in and swim, and we'd wave to the kids, and we'd watch them. And eventually, uh, I remember, um, and I hope you don't mind me sharing this story, Nat, but you know, Nat was like, okay, that's the cool girl on the swim team. And then, you know, she became a colleague. And then I saw her at a rave one time. Yeah. <laughs> and I was, I was, it was awesome. I I was feeling great you know and i'm walking walking around the rave with my friends and then i run into nat and it was just like instantly there was this connection like it got it was further where it was like you you rave too i rave too and if anybody <laughs> has experienced that moment and you know what i'm talking about it's so dope it's like what and yeah. um yeah from them uh, from then i feel like our friendship has truly just blossomed um i consider you know I, i'm naming this episode my soul sister because i truly consider nat yeah. somebody like that um this is a really 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 incredible incredible person and um thank you for the kind words because I, I really appreciate what you're doing and that's why i wanted to give you a sort of a platform to to talk about this um was there a singular moment when you realized like, hey, I should come up with a program and I'm going to sit down and I'm going to start doing this? Like, can you describe that for me, please? Yeah, actually. So it, it's actually more of a built up of an experience, right? Um, starting really back where I think the first question was, well, what is love, Right. And that happened after, like, I lost two really good friends of mine. They both passed away. And I also had just gone through, like, a really bad breakup of, like, five years. And I just remember really starting to question, like, well, what is love, right? And it somehow just started leading me to meeting people in the spiritual realm on different levels. Like, I eventually met this tantra sex expert who I ended up working for. And I ended up learning a lot about like my sexuality and how that connects to the divine, to God. And then wow. um, afterwards, 
Um, I Yeah. And then from there, I met another woman named Amber Vanici, who has a company called Woman Unleash, and she focuses on connecting to spirituality and the divine through creativity. And, and so then that, like, slowly started getting me closer to understanding that essentially love was God or God is love. Right. Mm -hmm. And, and so that's where I was like, okay, well then what does that mean for me? Right. And so through this, prior to that, I also was doing like fashion styling and I was working as like a production manager for live events, you know, like raves anywhere between like a thousand to 3000 people. And that's super cool. It was, yeah. (laughs) And so that was really great. But I just remember being, um, I was styling Quentin Tarantino's wife one day and I know. (laughs) And you would think like, Oh, this is amazing as a stylist. Like I'm getting there. Like I'm meeting some of the top like people in the industry. Yeah. And and I just remember not to to stop you real quick, but super admirable because you were actually in a different career and you decided that, you know, that career was no longer serving you. And so you went after, you went after to pursue fashion. Is, Is that correct? Exactly. Yeah. So, well, actually I was doing it simultaneously. Okay. And so I, I was like supporting um, these women in, in how they were connecting and helping other women. Okay. And I was also um, doing styling because that was something I was super passionate about. And actually what really inspired me was going to a rave with you, David, <laughs> and me making my costumes at these raves. Incredible you know, costumes, people... by the way. Absolutely <laughs> incredible. Like, Nat kills it. Um, later on, if you would like to share your Instagram, you could share your Instagram, and then we could see um, some photos, because Nat's costumes are incredible. But continue, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> sorry for interrupting. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, you know, I just remember being at, at this rave called Holy Ship that we went to, and um, one of David's friends, Tiffany, she just looked at me in my like spacesuit and she was like, she was like, wow, like you're really good. And I was like, Oh, thanks. Like, I didn't even think anything of it. It's just like, no, like you should quit your job and do this full time. I'm like, yeah, yeah, that would be a dream. <laughs> and <laughs> like, not even thinking that that was a possibility. For right? sure. For sure. Um, Those limitations at first. Right. Oh, oh yeah. And, um, and then afterwards, and I had just graduated from college. So after the whole like holy ship experience, I really didn't know what I was doing anyways. So I hit up Tiffany and I was like, hey, like you said you might be able to like introduce me to people. Like how serious were you? And she's like, oh yeah, 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 totally. And that's kind of like how my journey in the styling world started, which, um, which is still super engraved in my way of being too now because, um, as I've, I've started escalating and, and then one day realized like, you know what? I love styling. It's mm-hmm. a great way for me to support people in sharing who they are and expressing themselves. Mm-hmm. I also want to go deeper, right? Cause again, that question of like, well, how can we, how, like, what is love still kept bringing in my mind? Well, that's incredible so, that you just related um, sort of, uh, styling and a person's outward identity and how somebody chooses to sort of define or style themselves, which was sort of like a catalyst then for going deeper and turning that inward. Like that's, that's an incredible mm-hmm. reflection. That, that's fucking dope. A hundred percent. And that's kind of where I came to this year. You know, I just remember at the beginning of the year, it was like in January, just feeling like, I'm done supporting other people's vision. I want to be seen too. I want to be heard. Um, And I want to help women fully express themselves from the inside out, not just from the outside in. Wow. Right? Wow. Yeah. And so that's kind of like where I started this uh, Mastering Your Soul Power experience because it between January until now, I embarked on my own personal identity experience of, okay, like wh- who, who made you who you are now? Like, yeah. where'd you come from? Yeah. You know, well, it's like loaded questions, like super, super loaded <laughs> questions, super, those are deep reflections. Yeah. And then, and then thinking about like, well then how, do, how can I express it in a way to others that will resonate? 
and also land, right? Because it's not just about me just expressing myself and being alone on my journey, but it's like, how can I express myself and bring other people along with my journey so they can have the, the journey themselves? Right. Yeah, that's 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 absolutely absolutely incredible. Um, for for so many reasons, and, um, you know, traditionally, uh, you said something that was was pretty pretty incredible. You said a lot of things that are pretty incredible, but one thing that sticks out in particular was you equated sexuality with the divine, and that statement, um, it's like whoa, because at least, uh, you know, and and you know forgive me i'm not trying to generalize and make these big blanket statements on behalf of all people but in general especially in our society there's this um you know we're 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 male dominated society this is a, a patch a patronistic society so unfortunately sexuality amongst women has been suppressed and you know mm-hmm. a, a woman who is uh, sexual tends to get labeled wrong while a man who is sexual yeah. is you know it amplifies him in some ways and that's absolutely terrible <laughs> and that mm-hmm. sort of these these dichotomies are 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 terrible and it's part of the reason why i'm bringing you on the podcast as well because this is anthro for the homies and you know at the core of these things not to get too nerdy and to take away from your story but these are all anthropological concepts and so one one thing that i always tell people is as long as you're alive and you're paying attention you're an expert in your own anthropology now whether or not we know how to define our own anthropology or we have those tools you know that's a different story but essentially we're all experts you know in our own anthropology so can you go into a little bit more on how there's this connection between sexuality and the divine please oh yeah so i love this conversation and i was actually just sharing it with some of my ladies yesterday in the mastering your soul power program okay where in the experience of sex right we're created by both the masculine and feminine energy you need you need a, a mom and dad right to create you mm-hmm. essentially and so this is in our being you know although i was born a female i still carry both the masculine and feminine energy so when you're like in true unison like fully present and you slow down and allow all your senses to open up you're now embodying both the masculine and the feminine you're both, you're now like in a space of like taking and receiving. Oh, wow. And this is, this is what like in Tantra, it's seen as a place where you get to like think of both the masculine and feminine and connect directly with the divine. That's where you get to have an orgasm, you know, like all your senses are super heightened. You're now fully present and that's what creates an orgasm. Wow. Right. And so and in, in, in Tantra, they also share how this experience can then be taken outside of the bedroom, too. This in, in the moment, being present, fully open to receive and give is the beauty of, of like being connected to the divine and wow. being connected to your sexual energy. Wow. You know, so that's that's really kind of like the the connection, if I were to simplify it. Yeah. Yeah. That that synchronicity sort of um, it, it just brings up sort of like this whole dual dichotomy in my mind of like the yin, the yang, the sun, the moon. Yes. Like, you know what I'm saying? Is this inclusive of all genders um because you know we're speaking specifically uh, with the masculine and the feminine and i don't want to um exclude or or leave you know any anybody out but um in your training it, does that get addressed at, at all um you know like uh, uh, other sexualities other than the, the masculine and the feminine like is there another sexual energy other than than the masculine and feminine that that you're aware of or that you've been taught or known of, known of no, you know, like, it, and these, these terms of, of the masculine and feminine, they're just, that doesn't like necessarily exclude or, or only mean it's meant for one mm-hmm. gender, right? They're, they're general neutral, actually. These energies are general neutral. Oh, wow. And I actually like to see God as like 
a perfect combination of the masculine and feminine. Like, I don't see it as a hymn. I actually like to say that I see it as like, God is just God, you know? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, and so when, when we think of us embodying, like fully connecting with that, it really breaks sexual boundaries. You know, it's like, mm-hmm. we're just this, like you said, the perfect combination of the yin and the yang. You know, it's like, we're, we're now just living, you know, we're not like too focused on what am I right now in this moment? We're just focused on being present and feeling all the feelings, you know? And it's like, and that's kind of like a a huge, beautiful part of especially transgender people. Um, I know that in the Hawaiian culture, they view uh, transgender people as super spiritual and people who are really connected to the divine because they have a capacity to see and feel both the masculine and feminine in a way that's like way more um, married than people who are just like see themselves as more feminine or masculine. Wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's, that's absolutely incredible. Um, you know, that was a, that you, you gave an incredible answer because I asked a tough question right there and you gave <laughs> such, such an incredible answer. I love that. And, um man there's just so much going on in my head right now it's, it's totally totally incredible what you said um it's kind of uh it's definitely a shame that there are these societal sort of structures and frameworks that make everybody fit into these categories where you have to be male and I have to be a really strong masculine male in order to embody masculinity. You know what I mean? And it's, it's unfortunate that there are these structures. So that's why work like you're doing is super important um, to help bring down those structures. And one of those structures that I, I, I can think of happens to be cultural, um, you know, you mentioned you're Chicana, I'm a Chicano. And in our cultures, like, dude, I mean, I couldn't even say sex around my mom, just me personally. But like, you know, we could we weren't allowed to say sex or we weren't allowed to, to do any anything like that. Right. It's a very um, traditional sort of Catholic way of seeing things. So I'm sure it's not. Yeah. It's not easy for you to, um, or or is it easy for you then to reconnect and break down these structures and just feel like we're we are meant to to feel? Was that difficult for you? Oh yeah, definitely. And you know, I think that for both the masculine and or, or for both women and men, and for I think a lot of generations before us, despite what we define ourselves like this freedom to express ourselves has been something more recent, right? Like, I think that for generations, it was really shameful to express ourselves in our issues, right? In our feelings, whether we felt sad or, or there was like trouble at home, it was always like, keep that, keep that stuff at home. Right. And especially when it came to sex, like um, it is something that, gets to be respected, gets to be nurtured and protected. But at the same time, I think we get to share it freely um, so that we no longer feel that shame, mm. right? So that we can Owning teach it. it in, exactly, so that we can teach our, our future generations how to respectfully treat it, right? And this is why, like, especially in sex, like, um, a lot of people don't understand how important it is to connect with our sexual energy because like, we don't even talk about it, yeah. you know, like at least in our past generation. Yeah, for sure. So, so it has been very difficult, at least for me growing up, like, you know, I think I was a very early bloomer. I got my period at like 10, 10 years old oh. and, you know, I started getting like attracted to boys at like 12 and I didn't know who to talk to. Right. Mm-hmm. So I'm here just exploring my own sexual journey and like, thanks, thanks to God that nothing happened to me, but like, you know, something could have happened along the way with how I was exploring things. Right. So yeah, I, I definitely feel like in order to, explore we should have open space and on also on that note something that you said earlier like i do think it's also important for us 
to take a stand for what we believe in though. Right. Mm. Cause you know, kind of going back for, um, on like this, this idea of like identity and really figuring out like who we are and all of that. Like, it's really important to, to take a stand on something. Right. Cause it's like, I, I understand we, we need to break some walls off of some, some, some strict like restrictions, like social norms that we've encountered that aren't really allowing us to feel liberated. Yeah. And at the same time, it's like, we should take a stand on something, you know? And I think that that's also kind of like the misconception of like being free. Right. Cause I don't think that being free necessarily means wandering without aim, mm. but I think being free is like being taking a stand and being strong in, in saying how you feel without fear. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. There's <laughs> blow my mind. Right? <laughs> there's so much cool things. There's so much cool um, substance to, to everything you're saying. And one of the reasons why I think um, it's like so crucially important is because if, if people, especially young people, young individuals are armed with the knowledge, then hopefully they'll make the right decisions. So if you tell a kid, mm-hmm. Hey, don't have sex, don't have sex, don't have sex, don't have sex. And then that kid gets in a position where they're about to have sex. They have no idea what to do. That's a disservice ultimately to the kid, right? I know we're trying to protect um, children. That's why, you know, adults say don't have sex because there's a whole plethora of reasons, right? Emotional and legal and all kinds of reasons. But by us having these conversations and by you doing what you do and educating women who then hopefully educate more women who then hopefully educate young women, hopefully better decisions um, are made. Now we're talking about um, how sexuality can be a way of um, connecting more with the divine. Um, What other ways are there um, of connecting with the divine that are not sexual or don't involve like intimate sexuality? Yeah, well, I love that you you asked me that question because, again, in this experience of, like, mastering your soul power, um, I break it down into your seven soul fuels. And so just like the sun, it's like a ball of energy, right? We, too, are a ball of energy. And just like, you know, if you imagine yourself as a vehicle, right, this, our body is a vehicle, Um it runs out of gas every once in a while, right? But it's <laughs> like, sure. where are we, <laughs> where are we generating that energy from? Like, and so I broke it down into seven areas that really come from the core of inside of us. Again, like what made us who we are. And so I broke it down to um, your unique gift. Like, what is something that you just like from the time you were like born till maybe like 12 years old? you just were naturally good at like, you know, and I think that sometimes we, as we get older, we forget of some of those natural gifts, For sure, you know, they're, they're sometimes most of the time they are creative gifts, but they're not limited to that. You know, like mm. I know growing up, I was always really intrigued and, and good at asking questions. So that I, I count that as like one of my superpowers, you know, <laughs> like, <laughs> that's important that's really important um i'm i'm under the uh school of thought that no question is a dumb question some people disagree with that but I, i'm with you there own girl mm-hmm. and then some people are just like natural born like singers right and you're just like yes god bless you with a really amazing voice you know yeah. so it's like that's one of them you know we get to nurture those things and and again that's when when we're like in that zone of genius like I don't know. I can't help but feel like, like I'm shining. Like I'm in I'm my best. For and sure. I truly believe that that's when like the divine is like working through you when you like are, ch- are channeling all of your gifts, you know? Yeah. That flow state but, sort of where everything is just mm-hmm. flowing so natural and it's the synchronicity that's like incredible. Yeah. And then number two, like we already said, the sexual energy mm-hmm. number three, then being like your entire body So, you know, and I know, David, you love to dance. I love to dance. And so, like, when I'm fully present in my body, when I'm, like, nurturing it, when I'm, like, listening to it, like, I can't help but feel like I'm connected to God in some way, you know? Because it's, like, nothing else matters. It's just me and I'm present, right? 
yeah 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 it's it's incredible um it's it's uh it's so free it's like this this freedom i i, I can't like i don't even know how to put it into words because that's how incredible yeah. the feeling is uh, I, i feel you on that one the f whole body of dancing i love that one yeah and then the next one um is i go into is like your family so i know this this conversation could get a little uh hard for some people because either they have bad relationships with their family, you know, like broken families, or they may have been adopted. And so they don't really know where they came from. Mm -hmm. um, but this, the, the more we dive deeper and I, I love, because this I think resonates the most with anthropology is like the most we dive deeper into our ancestry and like with who, who we like, where we came from And all of that, like, we don't necessarily need to know exactly all the details, but I think from a spiritual standpoint, if you just, like, get grounded in, in yourself, you somehow end up feeling your ancestors. Like, these are your guides. These are the people that are, like, reminding you, like, you have a purpose in life. Like, like let's do this, you know? And, like, we've already done some of the work, and now it's your turn to continue to do some of this work right yeah it's incredible yeah i, I, I mm -hmm. totally love that um that's incredible <laughs> and then after that it's like mother earth you know we came from mother earth and i don't know about you but and actually david i know you love to go camping i love to be in nature mm -hmm. this is just like um I'll, i'll never forget there's this guy from church that once said like oh i didn't believe in god like i i didn't really know or like i didn't really care for it until i went camping this one day And I woke up before everyone else and I decided to take a little walk on my own and I got to the edge of a cliff and I just saw this vast, beautiful scenery of just trees and the sun rising. And that's when it was clear to me that God was real. Wow. Wow. Right. Yeah, it's, that's that's incredible. I've I've had similar experiences um, in nature, um, particularly when I went to Havasupai Falls, which is this mm. incredibly beautiful place, um, sort of uh, offshoot of the Grand Canyon. Um, and it's a series of waterfalls and you walk in and the whole experience is incredible because there's something about suffering and then getting through the suffering and then getting the reward after you've gotten through the suffering that is like especially <laughs> wonderful that's what's so cool about hiking at least i think right is it's hard to get up there and then you get up there and you're like holy cow it's beautiful um but yeah. when we went to have a soup by falls i believe it was like mooney falls um i forget the name but This waterfall was so freaking impressive that I fell to my knees. I can't describe it. It was this like visceral, raw experience of I could not believe what I was looking at. And it was so wonderful that I just fell. Like I, I just fell to my knees and it was like uh it was just this wow. it was a crazy moment because it made me realize why people kneel during church and why people need i mean part of that was like a disciplinary thing i get it but another oh. part of it is just sort of like along the same lines of um when we're talking about connecting with our body like there are these these movements in our dna literally that are like ancient and they're from the ancestors they're from mm -hmm. our ancestors and those movements have been passed down and i think dancing is one of those and i even think fighting is is the is one of those as well it's sort of the opposite end of it but for yeah. sure like a fighting like a fight like if you're in a fight and your life is on the line those movements are also sort of um embedded in our dna but just this like like i said visceral reaction to nature and all of its beauty was was incredible um are there any more um mm. did, did we do we finish your list yeah uh, one more two more well just just two more two uh more, right? the last one is the universe so we we understand like the stars <laughs> the planets um and and so obviously the universe like as a whole um holds energy that we're created from too we hold the same energy that these stars and the moons and the planets like all hold so you know when we connect with them and understand them more and and we understand the energy that they hold and in relation to us and lastly a direct contact like just a direct conversation with god itself 
you know, again, sometimes people struggle getting from what we can see, which is the universe, to what we can't see, which is God. But it's like that conversation, like one on one, um, is is the ultimate like direct line that you can, you know, you can literally pick up the phone and be like, Hey God, how you doing? You know, like anytime. <laughs> and so that, those are, like I said, those are what I break it down into the seven. Soul fields. Yeah. That's um, how did you come up with, how did you come up with these? Like, did you sit down and did you brainstorm and did you just start writing a bunch of stuff? And then, uh, and um why why seven is there some significance um with with the number seven because uh you know it's kind of a special number yeah um so i did start just writing one day and i was just like i had all this like all these ideas in my head and i was like okay like i know what i want to talk about i know i want to talk about god and i know i want to talk about how he how he made us so quickly like each one of us has a special gift and we are each all placed on this earth for a reason right and mm -hmm. i think everyone gets stuck on this idea of like what's my sole purpose what's my sole purpose right and that's kind of how it started where then i I, I realized one day i was like look i don't think we're asking the right question because i think everyone's sole purpose is to love right oh, wow. <laughs> wow i like that and so, so I think the question what we should be asking more is, what is my soul like? In other words, how do I get to love? Mm -hmm. You know, mm -hmm. and then that's when I started breaking it down into like, well, well, what what makes you who you are? You know, what, like what's so unique about me as an individual? And like I said, and then that's when these seven areas of the things that i personally love mm -hmm. the thing that made me who i am really really came out and i was like oh like this this makes sense you know this is something that everyone can really down and tap into individually because it's not about doing what someone else did that worked for them it's about asking the right questions to figure out what's going to work for you yeah yeah, I, I love that. So that's incredible. When you speak um, about God, right? Like, fuck, like God is a whole podcast topic on its own. And like the meaning of God, right? Where is God? Is God us? Are we God? Is, is God this old white man? Are there many gods? Is there, It's just like huge. So um, in your program, I mean, obviously you don't limit um, the person to uh, what you believe God is, but rather you leave it up to the individual mm -hmm. for them to define or believe in God, how that person, you know, s sees it or whatever. So in your program, um, have you kind of designed it like that to keep it more general, to just appeal to like the idea of God itself and not necessarily this like Judeo Christian God or something like that? Yes. Uh, at the moment it is more of a, I give the, the the resources for them to create for them to create that connection on their own. Wow. Right? And it's like it's not about me telling someone how they should connect with some like this source of energy, how they should connect with with God on that deep level. It's really me just providing different resources for them to begin and embark on their own journey if if they feel like it. Because again, I don't feel like um, like we can force anyone to begin that journey unless they're ready themselves. Yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And and so like and and that's kind of where I'm at. Like you know, I I share, share again this process from so fuel number one all the way to seven because it's like as we connect with to the most obtainable level, which is you. Hmm all the way to the universe to then again the unseen only to what we feel um i think it makes more and more sense it opens ourselves our heart up a little bit more every single step of the way you know it's like we're like oh okay okay maybe maybe here's a little bit more real oh okay <laughs> like, that makes more sense you know <laughs> yeah yeah um 
So recently, yeah. um, my Nina, my lovely, amazing Nina, she, uh, which is godmother for um, those uh, non-Latino folks that may be listening, um, she's an incredible, incredible woman. And um, she's connected to herself and to the divine, for sure. And um, recently she shared with uh, my panda and I the uh, idea of star seeds. Are you, um, have you heard what a star seed is? Are you familiar with that concept? No. Oh, it was super cool. Uh, I don't want to butcher it because if there's any, I'm not claiming to be a star seed expert uh, by any means or even an identity expert or anything like that. Um, but the star seed's really cool. So, star seed is the idea that individuals, um, millennials, um, as she likes to say, um, are essentially star seeds that have been planted long ago to help mm. usher in a more conscious generation and to help bring. Uh, essentially to help uplift us and and to help awaken us um this dude graham hancock he's brilliant he's a journalist he he tells us that or he tells people um famously that we are a species with amnesia that we've oh yeah incredible right like that line is like oh what (laughs) (laughs) um but we're a species with amnesia in a sense that we've forgotten our powers and we've forgotten Mm -hmm our true powers and we've forgotten how to connect with ourselves and we've forgotten how to listen to our gut and we've forgotten all these things that probably were just part of of us back in the day so the fact Mm -hmm. that one the fact that you're doing this means i truly think you're a starseed and that you've been planted and um you're nourishing you know you're you're growing throughout the universe and we're all benefiting from it so thanks for being a starseed Thank you. Um, you're welcome. You're welcome. And two, um, I totally forgot my second point because I was just, so, <laughs> I was just, <laughs> I was just so happy. Like looking at you would tell you that you're starseed. Well, you know, I, I'm gonna just what you kind of made me think about right now is like, I think as part of the process of me coming up with this program or even just the name like Soul Power, mm-hmm. you know. Um, and, and in this process of me discovering more of myself, I've really been like ringing in my head, like I want to find myself like an indigenous Aztec, like curandera or something like that, where I really want to connect with like that part because I'm, I'm Mexican. So it's like, I want to connect deeper to like my Aztec roots and, and somehow like learn more about that because I feel like I just, I don't know why, like I, I don't know why I feel like it's in my blood or cause, or, and it's like coming out, you know? <laughs> yeah. 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 Most and, definitely. And, and also like, um, I was speaking with like, I have like a chiropractor and he recently named, he had a newborn baby. He mm-hmm. named his daughter Sol, And he was like telling me like, Oh yeah. You know, all, all these like ancient cultures and civilizations worship the sun growing up, you know, yeah. I was like, Oh my God. Like, again, it just, makes sense why this like download of like connecting back to the sun probably came to me you know so then I like looked it up more and obviously the Aztecs are one of those cultures being that they respected and loved the sun for being that source of life for being that source of energy and in other and they see it as a way of enlightenment and wisdom yeah right yeah it's badass so <laughs> um, it just reminded me of that yeah there's actually like it's uh hmm, yeah how do i put this there's um there's legitimate evidence um in a different iconography which is like ancient pictures um and and different texts and, and codex and things like that that um all sort of point to this idea that ancients would worship the sun it makes mm-hmm. sense because like the sun it powers everything it gives life to crops it heats you up there's literally a ball of energy um so there's just so many depictions of the sun and the importance of the sun um rituals surrounding the sun mm-hmm. we literally um construct time and seasons around the sun and if the sun you know what i mean like it's just it's so important and I don't think people 
realize truly the importance of the sun. It's just this mundane thing that most individuals kind of pass by every day. And we don't, we, I, I, I mean, not to sound all hippy dippy, but I swear, dude, we take the sun for granted. We really, <laughs> <laughs> we really do. And I noticed that like during the California wildfires, um, it was really, really bad on the West Coast and the stuff was blocked out and it, we got, we all got a little bit of a taste of what it would be like for the sun to be blocked out and, that just that sounds like an, an an absolute nightmare to 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 me having the sun blocked out um how much do you think society plays into us finding it difficult to find ourselves like do you think mm. society presents or helps or aids us find ourselves like you know what do you think are there societal forces that are just sort of keeping us down and they keep people oppressed and they keep sexuality oppressed or do you think on the contrary do you think nowadays there's this like big movement to, to uplift okay so it's a bit of both right <laughs> it's like every everything has like i always say too much of anything is a bad thing mm -hmm. so it's like i think <laughs> yeah so when it comes down to our current state of being which is really heavily social media involved mm -hmm. um technology involved mm -hmm. um if we do not put boundaries in our use of those tools because they are just tools um then we can get engulfed by them you know we can allow ourselves to just be stuck in this digital world mm -hmm. and that in itself makes us lose ourselves but as a result we do have a lot of people also sharing a lot of beautiful content, beautiful knowledge and wisdom that can help people also guide them to create their own experience, right? Mm -hmm. And so it's again about making sure that we put those boundaries so that we can, okay, take in some of that information, but also making sure that we take it in some ways like with a grain of salt, right? Like take it and then still don't, don't be afraid to further investigate, yeah. you know, implement it, actually implement it in your life. Don't just like hear it in one year and then, and then just like repost it and then actually not implement it in your life. Uh. Right. <laughs> so that's like the other part too, where it's like, if I'm busy all day, just scrolling on my social media, just reposting these like enlightening posts, but not doing anything that actually like embodies this enlightenment mm -hmm. it, is it really is it really like doing you any good yeah. you know <laughs> yeah that's true that's that's really true because i feel like um sometimes people want to um you know show that they may be enlightened or, or something like that mm -hmm. and um it may be done for the wrong reasons and um yeah. That's why I, I kind of have this love-hate relationship with the word woke. <laughs> like, mm, <yeah. laughs> it's sort of the sim similar thing like we're talking about. Because on one hand, I'm happy that there is a massive awakening of individuals and that people are starting to truly uh, wake up to different, a bunch of different things that, you know, happen to keep us asleep. Uh, I'm not trying to go too, too, too deep into that. But... Um, on the other hand, I feel like the word woke itself is just this, this fad thing, kind of like you're saying. And rather than somebody truly, truly, truly trying to understand and comprehend where what it means to be woke and to be awakened to all these different ideas that could be potentially painful, it's 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 difficult. It's really difficult. Mm -hmm. And I, I, in my learning, I found that there's sort of two ways where you could achieve spiritual enlightenment. And we talked about one of those, which is um, like suffering. I think suffering is, mm. is, is a big way people receive spiritual enlightenment. But the other way is to put in the work. 
to act, like yeah. you're saying to actually and not just to read this stuff but to actually read it and not just to read and repost but to read it and to like truly absorb it and to sit with it and mm-hmm. there's some good there's some amazing stuff that goes around social media there's some truly 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 great pieces of content like you're saying things that better us um when when we're talking about identity and we're talking about self and and developing the self it's not something that should be taken lightly and that's why i have yeah. a problem with the word woke is because people are like oh that's some woke shit and oh that, that's that's, <laughs> that's woke that person's hella woke and it's like okay yes <laughs> they may be awakened but there's a whole deeper level to to the woke movement that involves like a true consciousness and awareness that is difficult to obtain if you don't put in the work so that's why yeah. a program like yours is also so important because it allows people to put in the work and you've put in the work yes. and you're sharing the work with other people and you share the methodology of the work and transformation can be difficult and it can be painful but to have Nat guide you through it like it makes it a little (laughs) bit better (laughs) because she's so pleasant yeah you know and I love that you say that because I always say like these concepts of like love and and empowerment and connection they're all things we can all like back back up and we can all understand we're like yeah I'm all for love I'm all for like you know, spiritual connection and, and understanding the, the stars and the moons, like, okay, but it's like, how are you actually living it though? Right. I feel like we should start like a, a, like a live movement or something. Cause it's like, <laughs> are you now, are you actually like living it? You know, yeah. that person's like living it. Um, it's like the other part. Right. And, and it's like, that's the other part too, where it's like, this process of being woke isn't just like a, a one-time thing. It's like a constant thing that we get to work at. For sure. Because it's like, for those that are really woke, we understand that the more we know, the less we actually know. For sure. Like, the, the we more realize, questions like, come. oh my God. <laughs> yeah, the more questions come. Yeah. And so that's the true woke person. The one that now ne- learns how to, like, back up. And, and, and actually, like, ask more questions and ask more questions from within, you know? And I love, like, especially, like, in, in creating this program, I had to take a break from social media, especially right during the pandemic. Like, mm-hmm. there was so, like, an influx of people on social media that I had to take a break. I was just like, I need to listen to my heart right now. I need to listen to my soul. Like, I can't keep looking at what everyone else is doing when I'm trying to create my own thing right now, you know? Yeah. So that was like really, really important for me. in again, finding my own identity, finding out what my soul wanted to say right now in this moment Mm -hmm. and, and how I, I get to show up, you know? Um, Do you know who Jocko Willink is? Wilnick Willink? Do you know who that is? The name sounds familiar, but I'm not going to lie now. (laughs) He's a, he's a former Navy SEAL. Um, and now he's like a business development coach and he's like this, but he says incredible things. He's truly, truly an intellectual as well as a warrior. And that's why I have a lot of respect for him because he's able to kind of like walk, um, both of those lines. And I was listening to a podcast with him, um, and he was talking about how, um, when he was a Navy SEAL, they were doing training drills. And one of their training drills was they had to take over an oil rig. And so they had to take this rig and he was a new Navy SEAL and his team had been dropped off on, on this rig and they were all standing in a line and all the, each SEAL was, you know, staring down the barrel of their rifle. And he said there was nothing and no one was giving a command. No one was doing anything. Everyone was just quiet. And he said, these SEALs were just there. Everyone's staring down the barrel of their rifle. And he said, for whatever reason, something told him to take a step back. So he took a step back. Mm. He physically took a step back and he removed himself from that firing line. And in doing so, he was able to see that his entire team was exposed and none, none of them had realized it because they had just landed on this rig. So he said he mm. gave a, a basic military command. I don't want to butcher it because I'm not a military personnel. Something like uh, hold left, clear right, and then hold right, clear left. And it wasn't until he was able to take that step back 
that he saw their vulnerability as a team. And he's talking about this in, in these exact terms. And I'm like, holy shit, that's so brilliant because it taking that step back is super hard when, yeah. when you're in it, when you're deep in it and you know, your, your thoughts are going at a million miles power or you're feeling all these things or you're just trying to survive. So to remove yourself from that situation and be a conscious observer of yourself is difficult. <laughs> it's really difficult, oh, yeah. but there's so much power in that. There's like so much power in, in being able to do that. And I truly admire folks were able to do that and that's something that you know i've been working on too is just trying to take a, that step back and being yeah. able to have a, a different perspective yeah you know you you really reminded me of again um in this whole year of the pandemic i think the hardest part for me was to take a step back from my friends mm. in a way for me to 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 really get clear as to my message and how I wanted to show up now because, you know, I saw some of my friends still partying despite the pandemic, you know, I saw some of them partying, I saw them, you know, doing all these things. And so as part of like also stepping back, people resist that because they're like, well, I have friends here. Like, well, I don't want to be alone, you know, yeah. and I'm not going to lie. I had like one or two weeks, you know, my poor boyfriend, like, I cried because I was like, Oh, my God, my friends aren't even inviting me. It's not like I'm gonna go anyway, but I just wanted to be invited. You <laughs> yeah, know? <laughs> yeah, for sure. But it's like, I felt like a part of me, like, like that me stepping back meant like I was gonna be forgotten, or me stepping back meant that um, I was gonna be alone, right. Mm -hmm. And so it, I think that sometimes when people uh they know deep down inside, like it's time to step back. They, they still hold on a little bit longer because they're afraid of just that journey of uh, being alone. Right. Yeah, it's hard. Yeah. It's hard. But... Yeah. And so if anyone's on that journey right now, like I just invite them to like really just listen to their hearts because they're not alone. Right. There's always going to be other people. Like when the minute that they step back, and they, they really like nurture themselves, they begin to like attract the right people in, yeah. you know, they'll begin to attract like new friends or maybe those old friends never, never left at all. You know, if anything, those old friends are going to be like, Hey, actually, like, I like what this girl's doing or what this guy's doing. Like, yeah, yeah, let me, yeah. let me come back and hit him up again. You know? yeah, for like sure. you, David, like I hadn't talked to you in a while. And then like, now I'm, I'm getting, you know, your call. And so it just, it just reassures me that this step back for me was the right move. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's uh, it requires mm -hmm. an awareness of yourself to be, to have to step back because you need to be aware mm -hmm. that you're in yourself in order to step back from yourself. <laughs> if, that, mm. if that makes any kind of sense. Um, you know, um, I plan on airing this episode uh, the week, the last week of the year. And uh, I'm doing that strategically because I feel that, you know, people have these resolutions that they want to make and people, you know, and the new year is a time where people tend to make resolutions, but people often don't commit to these resolutions. So I wanted to have you on and we could talk about all this amazing stuff so that people have more tools for the upcoming year and for upcoming life and mm -hmm. just just to prep themselves because i applaud uh, uh i applaud all the optimists for being hopeful of 2021 i really wanted people to listen to this so that they could um follow you and then gravitate and then join your program because my wife currently my amazing wonderful wife amanda my beautiful gorgeous wife um is taking that um, is in that program and the one of the things she said was uh i i you know i gave her give her her space to do the program by herself and then once it's over I'll, you know go in and um amanda was kind of just sitting there and she was just like nodding her head and she was like yeah mm. and i was like hey love i was, I was like uh how's the program and she goes wow and that's really good <laughs> and i was <laughs> like yeah hell yeah and that's really good um 
so i really hope that people listen to this and and they chime in um can you talk a little bit about like uh like when are you offering it or is there like a way to sign up or like you know how does how does that work yeah well before i go into that i'm I'm really liking that you you mentioned about people going into the new year and making resolutions and this being in alignment with that because like I, I found it in my own personal life that a lot of the things that I've wanted in my life, I've been really good at creating. I've been really good at like setting my mind to being like, okay, like this is what I want and this is what I'm going to get. Right. Get it. And for those things that I would get, but that wouldn't last were because they weren't in alignment with who I was mm. like on, from, from a deep core, like, you know, Mm-hmm. And so it's like, instead of continuing to make like these broken promises to yourself, you know, these like resolutions that you're not going to keep and then wonder why didn't I get to, why didn't I complete that? You know, I think it's time to look at first, like, well, what's truly in alignment with who you are and where you want to go so that you can make resolutions that are going to stick, right? To make resolutions that you're going to like, feel like deep down into your bones that it's like you know what no matter what i'm not gonna let this stop me you know no matter no pandemic no whatever like nothing's gonna stop me because deep down into my core into my soul i feel like this is what i'm meant to do or this is what i really want to do and so i think that that's like one of the the key things about this program too that um i hope people get out of it in in learning that we first need to take a step to again align with ourselves mm-hmm. so that our actions then align as well. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Um, at the end, at the end of last year, beginning of this year, um, I was seeing a life coach. Um, shout out to Coach Irma. Um, she's incredible, Irma Barajas. Um, if anyone wants life coaching, I could totally put you in contact with Irma. But um, one of the things that Irma talked about was congruency with what you think, mm-hmm. what you feel, and how what you say. And when, you know, those three things happen to be in alignment, then, you know, we are able to really live up to our true selves. So mm-hmm. it's brilliant, and I love that you're helping people uh, obtain that. Now, what is, um, so how can people sign up, or, like, how do they how do they contact you? Maybe you want to give your social media, email. Yeah. But be careful, because yeah, so, remember, people are listening, so no creeps. Better email Nat, otherwise we're going to block <laughs> your ass. Uh, but, yeah, if you want to yeah. share, share your social media and stuff where people could find you and, and, and sign up and, uh, you know, and get, get into your program. Yeah, so if people are interested in just connecting with me, they can connect with me on my social media, which is natalie.garnica, it's spelled G-A-R-N-I-C-A, and um, and then they can also email me at support at love-rev.com, and or just like um, also on my social media, there's a, an option to message me there or email me. You can go ahead and contact me there. Like I'm happy to send over more information of the program, maybe hop on a call to just like get to know you better. I really like to connect with the people that are entering my community cool. to really see where they're at right now and how I can best support them. You know, I love, I love that. Um, you know, this is a way that I, I, I um, like to describe you, and it's a way that I like to describe my wife as well, where you guys, you ladies, I'm sorry for saying guys, <laughs> you ladies are the type of women where girls, unfortunately, girls who don't like other girls end up liking my wife and they end up liking that because it, <laughs> that's the type of women that you guys are. You guys, there's just this something about y'all that is incredible and I'm, I'm, i love that you are empowering other women and you're helping women to empower themselves that's really like yes. it's like that moniker you can lead a horse to water but you can't make it drink like you know essentially you, you're you're teaching women how to fish and fish for themselves you're teaching women how to hunt and how to be yeah and how to f- connect with themselves and it's truly incredible. There are two questions um, that I'm that I'll be asking every guest that comes on. 
Um, the first question is sort of like hard anthropology, but like I said, everyone is an expert in anthropology as long as you're paying attention. So I think you'll have an amazing answer to this. Where do you think, uh, people are headed in our evolution? Like, where do you see, like, what do you think is our next step? What do you think is our next phase? Whether that be positive the negative whether it be physical technological whatever like just where do you think we're headed next in our evolution i think that this is a deep question there it's, it's something that um i've been doing and i've been asking every guest because um it's just it's kind of an open question right now. Like, I feel like right now we can go any which way, like, you know, COVID really threw a curveball genetically mm-hmm. with, with us that we talked about a little bit on with the last podcast guest I had, but like, I just feel like we could go anywhere. So, um, yeah. in, in your, just what, what are some thoughts? Like, like, what do you think? So my thought is that there's definitely like, a spiritual wave coming in like more and more like, you know, light workers. That's what a lot of people like to call them. Like, right. Like heart centered um, people are coming out and really speaking about love. Definitely. Like, you know, I call my company love rev, but I'm glad that I'm not the only one like on this love revolution wave right now, because um, I think that a lot of people have been asleep to what love really means, Mm -hmm. you know, Mm -hmm. and how we get to connect to that. So I think our next evolution is actually slowing down. Maybe it's time as a whole generation for all of us to take that step back. Right. Um, And I think that that's what um, COVID is doing for us too. You know, it's, it's a, I see that the, the people that are struggling the most, during this time are the ones that are resisting taking that step back for a moment, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, So, yeah. You know, uh, one, one thing that, that I often think of is what would be the catalyst to usher in a great spiritual revolution? Uh, Like what change can like can happen on a societal level or like on a mainstream level that can usher in a sort of revolution. And your work is, is an additional gear on that cogwheel of turning and bringing this, this spiritual awakening, you know, to, to society, which is, I think much needed right now. Thank you. Um, my My last question is what's your favorite thing about people? What do you love about people? Like what, just what, what, like what, or there are many things you love about people or do you hate people? I mean, I don't think you hate people, but if you do, you can, <laughs> you can talk about it. There's some things I do hate about people, but no, <laughs> of course. Like, from, at, a, at a core um, of what I love about people is our ability to help one another. Mm. And so I truly, truly believe that as human beings, like we have the privilege, we have, this is a privilege to be able to help one another. Straight up. You know? Straight up. And, and to be able to help each other um, in so many different forms, right? Like it's not just limited to just our physical resources, but it's like, even again, on a spiritual or emotional level, um, just like giving each other wisdom, like our resources are, are very, very endless. I think if we allow ourselves to think in that form. Mm -hmm. So I think that that's such a, my favorite thing about being a human being, just that I get to connect on a deep level so that I can help. Yeah, that's, that's, that's incredible. Um, That's one of my favorite things about people too, is, is having this connection and, and being able to do this. And even though we're in a pandemic where we could still connect like this, you know, mm-hmm. uh, I really wanted to connect with you in person and have this conversation in person. Um, unfortunately, we cannot do that right now, uh, which only means that we're going to have to do it again in the future for sure. Um, 
I hope this is not the 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 first and only time you'll be on the podcast, Nat. Uh, I hope that you'd like to come back so we can have more more chats. And you know what? Um, a lot of things we talked about, you know, at, at least I think can are, are quite difficult. Um, we, mm-hmm. you know, talking about the masculine and the feminine and and everything in between. Um, these are like loaded loaded topics nowadays. Um, mm-hmm. And I just have, I really, really liked everything you said. Uh, if there was something I said that pissed somebody off or offended somebody, I'm really sorry. Just trying to talk about this in an open and honest light. Uh, so please don't get at me in the comments. Just message me if anyone has any questions or comments or concerns about anything I said. Um, please, please just message me. But Matt, before we head out, um, is there anything um, that that you want to say or any words of encouragement that you could provide people? I mean, you've provided so many words of encouragement, <laughs> so thank you. But is there any sort of last words or anything that you want, we, you know, we want to leave off? I think I, I just want people to know that when we take a step back and we allow ourselves to fully be present in the moment, mm-hmm. we find out that we hold more knowledge than we think that we really have the ability to create whatever it is that we want. And, and if we allow ourselves to be open and vulnerable enough to also share that we don't know everything, then that's when an abundance of resources end up falling in your lap. You know, that's, I, I know that like when I was stuck in, in places in my life, things didn't shift until I was willing to be vulnerable with myself and with others to say like, hey, I need help. And that's sometimes one of the hardest things to do. So, yeah. Wow, that's incredible, Nat. I got, I got goosebumps. <laughs> I, got, I got goosebumps from, from that. That's incredible. That's an amazing way to end off. Nat, thank you so much for being on the show. Thank you for being on Anthem for the Homies. What's up, folks? I really hope you enjoyed that episode because I know I did. If you guys liked what you heard, please, please, please don't forget to hit subscribe. Leave me a review. Let me know what you thought of the episode. Did you like it? Did you hate it? Was it just okay? Let me know. And if you could please tell five of your friends about Anto for the homies, that would be great. You guys will help me get the word out about this podcast and then I could keep doing some amazing episodes for y'all. So thanks so much for tuning in, folks. Tune in for the next episode. Peace, everybody.